Big Mike and Hayes Entertainment here. Let's go. Today's episode, we got Al Murdoch, the Canucks announcer. You're here at the games. He's announcing all the goals. Let's go. If you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button. Hi, it's Al Murdoch, public address announcer for the Vancouver Canucks of the National Hockey League, and you're listening and watching I Only Touch Greatness. <laughs> The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Oh, you should be you should be able to hear us now. I got you, man. I got you. How are you guys doing? Good, yeah. good. Nice jersey. I knew it. Last second I just ran. I'm like, oh geez, I gotta put on the Pedersen jersey. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much, Al, for taking your time today and uh, coming on for us. We appreciate it. You are very welcome, gentlemen. I'm Big Mike, and uh, that's Ryan. I'm Ryan, by the way. One time you announced me, I was the mini Don Cherry. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You were outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, what got you into it in the first place? And where did you? What got me into P? What got me into PA announcing? Yes. Uh, well, I had an opportunity to do uh, a Major League Baseball. Uh, tournament that came to Vancouver back in the, I'm thinking the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken, it was the uh, baseball classic at BC Place. This is I Only Touch Greatness podcast with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Um, We are going live. And uh, I had been in radio for many years leading up to that. And of course, he knew I was a big uh, sports fan. And he said, listen, you know, I don't have a PA announcer. Do you want to do it? And I said, sure, why not? Uh, I knew the formatics of baseball, just being a fan and, you know, and watching the uh, the Mariners and the Jays for many, many years. So I knew kind of the formatics of what a PA announcer does in terms of baseball. So once I, I did a few games there, um, it was a number of years later, the Vancouver Grizzlies came to town. Uh, I had an opportunity to uh, audition for them at the very last minute because I missed the auditions, actually. And uh, I phoned them up and just said, listen, I missed the auditions. You know, what am I going to do? Um, can I come down and see you? And uh, they let me down uh, to come down to uh, then General Motors Place. Audition with them, um, you know, on the mic. And then they, back in the day when we still used VCRs, they threw an old tape of uh, a Houston uh, Phoenix game, turned down the volume and said, do the PA. Pick the home team, do the PA. I was a huge NBA fan, knew all the players' names. So that wasn't an issue. And uh, they hired me uh, on the spot. So that started kind of my... My tenure as the PA announcer for the uh, for the Vancouver Grizzlies for the years uh, granted a small number of years that they were in town, uh, and then I had an opportunity in 2011 to uh, to fill in for John Ashbridge, uh, the late great John Ashbridge. Yes. Um, uh, when he had some health issues, and I filled in uh, for two or three games in that run in the uh, playoff run in 2011, and then kind of came in as his backup and slowly. He kind of eased into uh, into retirement, and of course, unfortunately, we uh, we lost John uh, to cancer a couple of years ago. So. Yes, yeah, we remember that. That was a loss. Um, do you have any favorite? Like, what is your favorite sports franchise? If you can't pick the Canucks, oh, in the NHL? No, any any sports franchise. Any, any sports franchise? Oh my gosh. Um, well. You know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I grew up in Winnipeg, uh, so I was uh, immediately a Jets fan. 
back in the day when they were not even in the National Hockey League yet. Uh, uh, you know, so I was a huge Jets fan growing up. But then I moved all across the country, lived in uh, Barrie, Ontario for a couple of years, played hockey out there with the, the great Shane Corson. Him and I played hockey as kids. And, um, and uh, so I never really was a Leafs fan, even though I lived outside of Toronto. I actually was a, uh, uh, a Flyers fan. I was a goaltender. So Bernie Perron was, was my idol growing up. And Reggie Leach and Bobby Clark and Ed Van Imp and all those great players of the Flyers. And then uh, we moved out to the West Coast when I was about, well, we moved out here the, the first time when I was uh, relatively young. So I got to see the early Canucks, literally, Orland Curtinback and Dennis Vertigard and Dennis Kearns and, uh, you know, all of those great players. So I immediately became a Canucks fan and have been ever since. So the fact that I'm now announcing players uh, in the current Canucks is, uh, is a dream come true for me, for sure. And obviously Jack Magalhardy, which uh, had just passed away, pretty sad as a Canucks yeah, fan. He, he, was, he was a gem. He was a very, very nice man. I mean, if you, you can go back and you can watch, watch him play with the grit and determination, and he wouldn't back down uh, to anybody on the ice. He was always that first guy in when somebody needed a, a hand. And, and he not only was like that on the ice, he was like that off the ice, too. He was very instrumental in uh, getting the Canucks alumni going and, uh, and made it as, as strong as it is today. That's for sure. One thing I'll never forget is his handshake. Like uh, when that guy squeezed your hand, you knew he squeezed your hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, the mitts, the mitts oh, yeah. on him where it's just, but he was, you, you know, those guys, those guys that were kind of known for dropping the mitts and, and, and being tough when they needed to be, those are always the guys that off the ice are the, the, the true gentlemen, the guys that, you, you know, you really respect because they knew their job on the ice. But as soon as the, uh, the horn blows, they're in the dressing room and it's a completely different thing. So uh, we will miss him. He was a heck of a guy. That's for sure. Absolutely. We, we had actually met Jack a few times over the years and or as recently as even November. Yeah, at the Hockey Fights the Homeless. And the Canucks alumni was there and – yeah, he was. He he will be missed for sure. Do you have a personal highlight or low light? A personal highlight uh, as PA announcer for the Canucks or anything that I've done? Um, yeah, sure. Anything yeah. you've done? Anything that I've done? Well, I mean, um, you know, I've had lots of highlights. I've had an opportunity to do lots of things. I mean, just just being the PA announcer for for the Grizzlies for the years that they were here to to announce not only the the Grizzlies players but to see the likes of Michael Jordan. And to see Shaquille O'Neal, to see Akeem Olajuwon, uh, Clyde Drexler, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, those types of players literally two feet away from me because I had center court seats for every single home game, never missed a game. So, you know, to see that was, was a highlight for me. You know, being able to, to, to fill in the, the shoes and to, you know, carry on John Ashford's legacy as the PA announcer for the Canucks, that's definitely a highlight. And that has taken me to China to, the, to do the China Games. It's led me into do the, the World Junior Championships in Vancouver a couple of years ago. Um, and, of course, the NHL has now, uh, you know, selected me to do their big events, the, uh, the All-Star Game and the Winter Classic and the, uh, the Stadium Series in, in Colorado Springs this year. So I'm a very, very, very fortunate guy who, uh, you know, is very grateful to be, uh, to, to be where I am. It's taken a lot of work, but, uh, you know, this job, is nothing is lost on me. I'm, I'm very, very grateful to, to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. I actually I won a little side bet with one of my friends once that uh, I heard you at the All Star game, and I'm like, I swear that's him. I swear that's Al. I swear that's Al. And my guy's like, No, it's not. No, it's not. And a couple of days later, we finally got to pull up who it was, and it was you. So 
Yeah, and that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, to announce uh, the All Stars and and all the players, uh, you know, and all the divisions and all the teams, and and to work with, uh, you know, Tom Calhoun, who's the public address announcer in St. Louis and has been since 1987. He has not missed a game. He's done over 1,500 games. Uh, and so to, to work with legends like him and Jeff Kay in Dallas, and of course Alan Roach, the great Alan Roach in Colorado, who's the not only the voice of uh, the Avalanche, but has done many Olympic games and uh, Super Bowls and stuff. So just to work with those guys is, uh, is, is a fun thing too. And plus you got to announce the, you got to announce the ladies when they were there at the All-Star. Absolutely. Game. Yeah. And the, the first time they, that they were a part of the All-Star, All-Star experience and uh, the crowd was just, they were just, they loved it. And I think it's something that they should bring back every single year for sure. Oh, I, I think they will. We had, um, Rebecca Johnston. Rebecca Johnston on a couple of nights ago. And yeah, she really enjoyed her time there as well. And another name you name dropped earlier, Shane Corson, friend of the show. We, oh, we've, good. Had, we've had Shane on a few, uh, once for sure. Absolute beauty. Yeah. Real, real, yeah, no. real nice guy. Yeah. Salt of the earth guy. He's uh, a guy who, who grew up and uh, lost his father. Of course, that was a real rough time for him, but, uh, and he went through some struggles in, in the league for sure. But when I played with him, we were, we were relatively young kids, but you could see back then he was, uh, just heads above anybody that we played. I mean, I think the year that I played with him, and I was a goaltender back then, so it wasn't fun in practice with him for sure. sure. Uh, I think he scored 102 goals. I mean, it was just crazy. And to see where he went from being a real skilled kind of player like that to go into juniors and then to kind of go into the National Hockey League and turn into the player that he was, I, I didn't know that he had that in them in him, but uh, he certainly made a career for himself. So, What was your first goal call and first penalty call? First goal call for the Canucks, it would have been because uh, it was the 2011 uh, series. Uh, it would have been against San Jose, if I'm not mistaken. I think the first round. Uh, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I think just because I was, uh, you know, I, I literally got a call that day saying John's in the hospital. I was flying back from vacation, whipped down to the rink. Did, you know, a few notes real quick. Uh, you know, I think it was all a blur, uh, considering uh, I was just kind of thrown there with a, with a few hours notice. But uh, in terms of you mentioned a highlight earlier, probably the highlight for me in terms of Canucks so far um, it has been the, the the last regular season home game with the Sedins. Without a doubt, yeah. just the way just the way that uh, you know the first goal was scored, the way the last goal was scored, uh, to just see them the class on the ice and off the ice and just to be a part of that experience. It was a pretty emotional night for everybody, obviously in the stands at home and everybody that was watching. But for us, you know, who have been, who was announcing their names for so many years and to announce them as co-first stars at the end of the game was, uh, was, was pretty fun too. So. And also being a part of the ceremony, uh, the retirement ceremony was huge as well. Cause I was there, I got a row five seats. It was 120 nice. in section 122, right where they were walking out of the, right out of the Zamboni spot. So. Yeah, there was a, there was a few, uh, there were a few tears uh, being shed. Uh, oh, there. I was, I made it on the big screen. I'm glad it wasn't the moment that I was crying my eyes out. Yeah, I hear you. I hear okay. you. Uh, would you say that's your favorite game you ever announced then? I would say, um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was something that I will remember just because of the historical, you know, it was in a historical event. It was the last time that we were going to see them, you know, in a Canucks uniform. 
uh, jersey at uh, at Rogers Arena. Of course, they played Edmonton the, the next yeah. night. But uh, uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, there was there's been a lot of fun games. You know, beating Boston nine to two that's always fun. You know, absolutely. Have that many goals and to hit that goal horn as many times as as I got to hit it. So there's there's a lot of those types of of games. I mean, when I went to China. Uh, with the uh, with the Canucks and the LA Kings uh, to do that uh, in Beijing and Shanghai to announce those goals in another country, you know, in front of fans that may not necessarily know the games. We had to do a lot more explaining and a lot more of that kind of stuff. So to be uh, as an educator for for people in another country has been a lot of fun. So I, there's been a whole there's been a whole lot of highlights for sure. The Winter Classic, I mean, that would have been unique as well. Well, uh, yeah, you know, 80,000 people at the Cotton Bowl, you're in a, you're in a stadium that, uh, you know, it, it's got such historical significance in, in sports just to wander through those, those uh, you know, concourse areas and, and to wander down onto the field. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. Uh, and then to, you know, the game was, well, the game was okay. The game was, you know, it was all right. But, but the crowd, I mean, there, there had to be 27, 28,000 fans from Nashville there. So wow. there, there was a lot of great, you know, back and forth between uh, stars and uh, and predators fans, uh, and to you know to say that you know your voice was heard in in the Cotton Bowl is uh, is something that I'll remember too. Absolutely, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm a big college football fan, so I know how much that stadium means. What's it like working with Shorthouse and Garrett? Uh, it's good. I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of uh, you know interaction with uh, with with Shorty. And Cheech, I mean, they're they're in a completely different part of the building. Uh, they're in the Jim Robson, you know, broadcast gondola, and I'm actually on the other side of the building, right by, right next to the press box, next to the Canucks alumni. Uh, but we know each other. I've known Shorthouse for years. I used to be the voice of City TV back in the day in CKBU when when Sports Page was there. So I, I met him many many years ago, and I actually really got to know uh, John Garrett on our trip to China. Uh, you know, when we flew that uh, fantastic charter aircraft. Uh, Shorty and, and Cheech sat right next to me along with Murph and uh, it was great because we had a long flight to chat with uh, with each other so uh, we learned a lot about each other uh, you know outside of hockey which was always kind of fun. So you, you must know the legend Don Taylor pretty well then. I know Donnie he lives a stone's throw away from me as a matter of fact. So well, then you must be right you must be right here in Enmore because we're right by the John B pub. Oh there you have spent many a night in the John B pub over the years. Yeah, hey, that's where I yeah. am for every football game and most Canuck games after the game. When I'm at the game, we always come back to the John B. right after. So nice, nice. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I'm just a little. I, I'm not in Anmore. I'm just a little, little down from Anmore. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, we. I see them actually quite often. We run into each other. I'm down at the local rink every once in a while, watching you know friends of mine, their kids play, and I'll actually volunteer and do some PA down there for some of their. Their championships games when they need me. If I if I'm not uh, if I'm not busy, I'll help them out and do that. Uh, and he's of course got kids in uh, in minor hockey and coaching. We see we see each other walking our dogs in Brooklyn Park all the time too. So we stop and you know chew the fat every once in a while and see how each other are doing. Awesome. So you don't actually travel with the team then, right? Other than the obviously the China trip. Yeah, no, the, you know, like every, every team in the league has got their own PA announcer where there's, uh, you know, we call ourselves the PA Brotherhood. We, uh, we all respect each other. We all, uh, you know, uh, help each other out. As a matter of fact, too, we set up a website for, for, uh, for all of us PA announcers where at the beginning of each season we announce every player on the roster, whether or not they're 
going to be a full-time player or they're going to be down in the AHL or the East Coast Hockey League or going back to junior or whatever. We will record every name, post it so that every PA announcer can go to, you know, the Vancouver Canucks site or I can go to the Minnesota Wild site and, and see how their PA announcer announces it just because you don't want to announce their names incorrectly, obviously. Um, yeah, I was gonna... so, yeah, so we help each other a lot, which is really good. I mean, you know, we, there's a rivalry between the teams, but in terms of our profession, there's 31 of us, soon to be 32, with the Kraken coming in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we want to help each other and make the, league, make the league look good and make it grow. What's the hardest name you've announced? Or is there any names that stump you once in a while? Hardest name to announce? I think, a, I think you know, I think there was more um, of those uh, kind of, not really concerns, but, you know, just going through YouTube and going through, you know, all, all of the research that you have to do for the World Juniors, just because there's, there's teams from all over the world that are coming in and of course players that you don't necessarily know. Um, so you, you know, what I do in terms of uh, pronunciations is do that a lot of research. And then if I can't get it, I'll go to the visiting play-by-play -play people and say, how do you announce this guy that they've just brought up from the AHL? Or, uh, you know, I'll go to their media relations uh, people and just say, how would he like to have his name announced? Like, you know, we're playing Minnesota here coming up on August the 2nd. Well, for years it was always Jack Parisi or Zach Parisi. Uh, well, now it's, it's not Zach Parisi, right? It, or Zach Parise. It's now Zach Parisi. Oh, really? It's not Parise anymore. It's Parisi. Okay. So, you know, he wanted his name announced differently after being in the league for so many years. So once we found out that, well, now you got to make a mental note. That's how he wants it done. So that's just cool. like Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, he always, and of course he had a lot of fun with that at the beginning of the season. He, you know, played around with it and said, well, now I want to be known as Pettersson or a Peterson, or this or that. And I think he, you know, because he's such a funny guy. And yeah. he, he, you know, he had, so we just went down and said, listen, how is it going to be? It's like Elias Pedersen. So when you hear me announce it, I'll announce it kind of the, the Swedish way at the beginning. It'll be, you know, scored by number 40, Elias Pedersen. And then when I announce it again, Vancouver goal scored number, number 40, Elias Pedersen. So I'll get them both in there just to make it, yeah. just to make everyone happy. <laughs> and, and honestly, just hearing you say that right now just gets the blood, blood boil, and I just want to hear it again. Oh, yeah, me so too. I. I feel like I'm at a Canucks game. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I, I, you know, it, it, I know people miss it. I miss being there. I miss working with my game presentation guys and, and women. And, uh, you know, it's, we're a pretty tight-knit group who want to put on a great show uh, for fans uh, as well. So uh, we are all missing it and can't wait at least to watch it. Uh, coming up the 29th, of course, with the exhibition game against Winnipeg. And then, then, then we get down to uh, real hockey again on August the 2nd. Yeah, that was one thing with me. When this year is my first year as a season ticket holder, because of the Don Cherry thing, I started going a lot of games last year. And then, uh, so this year is my first season ticket holder. I'm like, okay, we're going on a cup run. We're going to win the cup this year. We got Quinn Hughes, we got Pedersen. And we're going on this cup run. Then, boom, now we're on this cup run, and I'm not even able to be in the stands. I know how you feel. Listen, uh, you know, it, it would have been my first uh, playoff, uh, you know, as, a, as the PA announcer since 2011 when I, you know, when I did one game. So, you know, uh, I was looking forward to it just like everybody else. So um, it'll be different. But, you know, not having hockey for over four months, Whatever way we can get it back, 
Yeah. Uh, whether we're watching it on TV with no fans in the stands, uh, you know, I, I can't wait for it to start. Sometimes you appreciate it more when it's been gone for so long. Well, and that's that's life in general, right? You appreciate yeah. things when they're gone. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Canucks to announce? <laughs> favorite Canuck to announce? Well, you know, I, I do have a lot of fun with Bo Horvat's name for sure. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, we uh, always hear it. Uh, and that was just a that was just one of those things that uh, you know it just kind of came up one night uh, when we were talking about uh, you know a, a pre-production meeting and. And I just went, you know, I want to start putting a little bit more of me, you know, into into the uh, into the announcements. And uh, so when I did the the, the bow, Horvat, yeah, doing that, and then the and then crowd really took to it. And it's like, okay, well now that's his signature thing. Pedersen's got his. Tyler Toffoli, you know. So every single one, I try to make a little bit different than the other, just 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 to make it stand out because. You know, people may not realize it, but every single time, you know, a player scores or gets an assist, gets a point, it's a milestone in their career. So you want to make it a, a big deal every single time, uh, as opposed to when, you know, the opposition come in, then you make it as disinterested as you possibly can. No, I don't make it as disinterested. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It, it is definitely, you got to show them a little bit of respect, of course, but it certainly isn't as pumped up as a, as a home goal, for sure. How do you feel about uh, the team going to Seattle and being named the Kraken today? You know, you know, I, I, I'm first off, I'm just so surprised they've kept it a secret for so long. Um, from what I hear is that they, you know, basically picked the name back in January. I think they solidified it in, in January and then, you know, kept it under wraps for so long. I like it. Uh, I love the logo. I think it's, it's really fantastic. And, you know, there's going to be some people that aren't going to like it and whatever. I mean, uh, I think people are going to take to it. And my biggest thing is that now we have a, a, a rivalry. I mean, obviously, we haven't really set things up yet. There's got to be a few games. There's got to be some, you know, some some games with, 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 with each other. But uh, now that we've got somebody so close to us, you know, we've had rivalries with Boston. We've had rivalries with Calgary and all that stuff. But it just – it wasn't as close as it is now. So to be able to go down – you know, and actually watch a Canucks game in Seattle if you're a huge fan. It's like growing up as a kid when, when, when my dad and I would go down and watch the Sonics play. Yeah. Right? And in the key arena, right? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be great for both cities. I can't wait. That's for sure. And as soon as we get that high-speed transit line going, the, the rapid transit or the sky train, we call that, it. The bullet train. The bullet yeah. train is going to go that'll through. Be awesome. that's, good. that's a few years off, but uh, yeah. that, that'll be fantastic. I mean, even, even driving, because I go to a lot of Seahawks games, so even driving is two hours from my place across the street from the John B to the stadium. Like, if you, yeah. if you, if you leave early enough in the day, you're bombing down that highway, and it's not a bad yeah. drive. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Hang on. What was the uh, – what was your, how did you get into the personalized messages and doing the voiceover? Well, you know, it was the, fourth, I think it was, it was the 14th of March, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and the season had been canceled. Uh, the pre, it was it, the previous Thursday. I know it was a Sunday night and it was going to be the first, that when they were, I think they were in Arizona when the season got postponed. Yeah. Uh, I think that was on a Wednesday or Thursday night. So the next home game was going to be on Sunday and it was going to be against the Jets. 
So, you know, I was out with my family. Um, we, we went for a walk, you know, we went, walked around Bunsen Lake and I was thinking, you know, normally, you know, I'd be prepping for the game. Normally I'd be going through, you know, the lineups. I'd be going through milestones. Okay. Who's, you know, is it someone's 200 game tonight? You know, is it someone's 400th point? You know, all of that stuff that I'd be doing normally, you know, a few hours before the game, but I, you know, I was out for a walk and it was fantastic, but I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not working tonight. So I came home and uh, I went down to my studio and I was doing a little bit of work for a client and I, and I finished the, the voiceover session and, and I thought to myself, well, how about if I just do a few mock goals, you know, just pretend that, you know, we were still playing the game and, you know, so I did a couple of, a couple of goals, you know, for, for the Canucks in terms of, of current players uh, and I announced two or three. And the reaction that I got was just immense. I posted them, you know, on, on TikTok and on uh, Instagram and uh, and Twitter. I might be the oldest person on TikTok, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I, so I got such a good positive reaction. But then after thinking about it for a while, I was kind of going, well, it, it, I, I love doing the, the the current players on the team, but it's almost like I'm taking something away. They haven't scored that goal yet. You know what I mean? Like. Everyone wanted me to do a Jake Furtanen goal for obvious reasons. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was thinking, well, I don't want to take away something that he hasn't even done yet. So that's when I thought, well, why don't I bring it into the fans' perspective and make it more inclusive and bring people into it and let them uh, hear their names like I would announce a goal at Rogers Arena with putting their names or their kids or their uncles, aunts, coworkers, teammates, whatever. And once I started doing that, well, then it really blew up. I mean, the request, I've received thousands over the last four months. And it's been really good, not only for, for them, but good for me, because I get to connect with, with, uh, with Canucks fans all over the world, not only in BC, but across Canada, the States, New Zealand, um, you know, uh, Indonesia, South Africa, uh, Mexico, uh, all over the world. I mean, it's been fantastic. So I wanted to bring the spirit of hockey back into people's lives, albeit for 60 seconds, but also give them something that they can go, listen, he announced my name, just like I was a Canucks player. So, uh, you know, that, that made me feel, you know, like I was giving something back as well. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I'm wrapping it up on August the 2nd because I said I would do it until the puck drops on the, uh, on the play-in series. So. The, um, yeah, I'm dying to hear you one day call him shotgun Jake. <laughs> well, again, it's, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it was, it was, it was okay with the Canucks that I was doing it as well. So after the first couple, I, you know, connected with them and said, listen, is this okay? I'm, I'm changing it up. I'm, I'm bringing in fans. And they just loved it. They thought it was fantastic. And, you know, a little free promotion for the team always helps too. And, uh, you know, so uh, in, in terms of, of current players, I'm not doing any of them because I want to make sure that the next time that I announce a Canucks goal, it's a real one. Yeah. Who's your favorite Canuck of all time? Wow. I've been asked that question many, many times. I mean, I always kind of, I always look back to, you know, when I was six or seven years old and my dad had season tickets and he would bring me down to the Coliseum and, and we would watch Orlando Curtin back. We would watch Dennis Kearns. We would watch, you know, Chris Odlison, Gary Smith. So I was kind of bring it into kind of decades. So those those types of players were were the ones that I was watching as a, as a youngster. And then you you move into the Darcy Rodas and the Stan Smeals and the Tony Tannies and the Thomas Gradines and you know Kirk McLeans. And then you move into the era of the West Coast Express and Bert, Bert, 
Bertuzzi and Morrison and Nasland and, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've got so many. I, I don't think I could narrow it down. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do have a lot of respect for the Canucks alumni. So a lot of the players that are still on the Canucks alumni uh, are some of my favorites just because not only do, do I get to see them, you know, when they're doing certain events, but I see them at the games too. I sit down and have dinner with Thomas Gredin. I sit and, you know, and chat with Darcy Rhoda and Dennis Kearns and, and Chris Odelson and all of those great players that are still a part of it. So I can't narrow it down to one because it's, it's you know, I just have, have so much respect for anybody that can work that hard and become a professional athlete that are also nice guys. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. You got a tough name coming up soon uh, with Pod Colson. Yeah, well, I remember announcing him uh, when we had the draft because I worked the uh, the draft when it was in Vancouver and when they drafted him. Uh, so, you know, we had all the list of I think the top 50 players, I think, and a brief description that as soon as their name was called, I'd say, you know, the silly pod goals in and, and it list his stats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't wait. to. He's just a firecracker. And he's just uh, – his center of gravity is just – you know, he's, he's, he gets into the corners. He's got skill. So I think the future's, the future's bright. Uh, I'm really excited about some of the, the young players that are going to be coming into this organization. And we're such a young team right now, too. Yeah. How about those young guys that we still have that still haven't blossomed into, into players that, uh, that we know that they, they can become? And they're already dazzling us with, uh, with their uh, – You think you got guys like Cole Lynn that haven't even made it a mark on the, in, on the team yet, but he's there on the depth chart. But you, but then you have a whole glander come in, and you have Pod Colson come in, and hopefully yeah, Jet Wu. We really like Jet Wu too, because we met him a few times, and we were lucky enough to meet Pod Colson right before the draft that day too. Right before you announced his name, he was very nice, very little English, but he was very nice and took time to take pictures with us. And yeah, yeah, and he'll he's he, you know he'll spend a little bit more time you know in Russia. And, uh, and get even better. So by the time he gets here, he'll be raring to go. So what do you think if the Canucks end up in the, one of those eight teams that got the first overall pick and the Canucks end up with it? What do you say we trade it to Ottawa? You give them the first overall pick and Erickson and you take three and five. <laughs> you know what? I leave that kind of stuff for people. To, you know, like I get, I, <sighs> You know, there's there's certain things that you know certain fans want, and I know you guys you you guys probably think about it way more than I do. I certainly think um, I'm just happy seeing when uh, a young guy comes in, regardless if he's the first over pick, first overall pick, or the sixth, or the fifteenth, or whatever. You know, look at Brock Besser. Look at you know look look at what he's done. You you look at some of the other kind of. You know, you look at a guy who wasn't even drafted. You look at Alex Burrows and what he did, yeah. right? You look at those types of players. So the draft is the draft. It doesn't guarantee that any of these players are going to be superstars or are going to do anything in the league. You're just drafted. That's your next step. And then you move in to – so now listen, you know, looking at highlights of Pud Golson and Hoagland and, and all those guys is fantastic. But it's a whole different ball of wax when you get into the National Hockey League. And, uh, and if they can succeed that way – uh, then, then bonus to them. And, and I will announce their names just as, as excited as anybody else's. Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping Zach McEwen makes a name for himself. It looks like he's having a good training camp here. So hopefully uh, he can make a good playoff name for himself because he seems like that type of player too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Travis, you know, he's been, uh, he's been on, you 
know, Travis's radar for a long time. I think he's a guy that he really likes as a player and as a person. And then, and then another guy that, you know, just goes to work, brings the lunch pail in, coach tells him what to do. He goes in and he does it. And those are those types of, of players that you need to, to be successful. On, on, I don't care what kind of sport you're talking about, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, soccer, whatever. Uh, you go in there, you do your job, no ego, uh, and I, I can't wait. Look, listen, I, I, I've been a fan of his. I've been watching highlights of him down in the AHL for a while, too, and uh, he's just he's a big body. He's got a good shot. His skating's getting a whole lot better, and uh, he's not afraid to go to those dirty areas, all those cliches that I'm using, but I, I don't care. Uh, you know, He's one of those guys that I think that if, if given a chance – Giving a little bit a longer stay, you know, as in terms of just having a cup of coffee, uh, it, you know, I think he'll really show what his worth is. And he's always there, ready to drop the gloves and stick up for a teammate too, which is what the Canucks need when yeah. Pedersen and them are getting pushed around. Someone's got to be there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how that, uh, you know, in terms of that type of play happens with all of the stuff that's been going on over the last four months. It's going to be interesting to see those first few games how. How players are going to play? Is it going to be as rough and tumble as a playoff series has been and traditionally is, uh, or are people going to just kind of kind of step back a little bit? Because these guys haven't played for months. You can scrimmage all you want. You can have one exhibition game, and then you're thrown to the wolves. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how things happen. And will the young will the young guys come up and go? Okay, I'm going to take it by the reins and take it. Will the older guys? you know, get injured? Will there be back, hip, groin issues going on with some of these older players that don't heal as fast? But, you know, uh, there's so many unknowns. And, and that's what makes it so compelling is that I don't care what anybody says. You get through that playing series, you make it to the round of 16, anything can happen. Minnesota is a, a very good team. They may not be as skilled as us on paper. Uh, you know, I think, we, I think we are better in terms of goaltending than they are. I think up front, our forwards and scoring is certainly on paper a whole lot better. Uh, but again, the five, it's only a five-game series, yeah. so that 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 always scares me. When I when I when you go back into the day when it used to be five games, and and uh, that changes the whole the whole uh, aspect of, of of playoff hockey. Obviously, we've never seen a defenseman like Quinn Hughes. Are we getting Rookie of the Year this year? Do you think? Well, I want him to be rookie of the year. Obviously. I do too. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 Kale McCarr is a, a great player. He's, uh, you know, and then he you know he got injured. That uh, you know that always hurts his chances maybe a little bit. But I you know I, I, who knows in terms of, of the vote? Are they gonna are they gonna vote and kind of go? Well, we can't have you know another rookie of the year in Vancouver. We can't put him back to back. You know we can't. So there's a lot of political stuff I think that goes on behind the scenes too. I'm just assuming. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder when the last time. I would, I would that love happened. I would love him to be rookie of the year. So I think he deserves it for sure. Yeah, what he was saying here about the last time that that happened, I'm not too sure. I know that there has happened where three teams were are. Three years in a row, like we had Besser, Pedersen, Hughes. Like that's happened before, but yeah. have you actually won back-to-back -back years? I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, the, the statisticians out there, there's somebody, you know, going yes or no. Uh, you yeah, know, better, mind, better hockey minds than mine would know it. But to see him grow, and again, I've only seen McCarr. I mean, I saw him at the Stadium Series. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he had an okay game. He didn't have a great game, but that's just one game, right? You got five more minutes? Sure. Hey, I wanted to just see who you thought was going to come out of the playoff rounds. So yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even guess because, again, this is so different than having a regular season end. You know where you were, and then you've got a few days to get prepared for your first series, not four months. Uh, I'm, I, you know what, I'm, I'm not a betting person. I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't bet on sports because I, I just don't know enough about it. Um, I think in terms of, of the Canucks in the wild, I think the, the Canucks, you know, if, if you just look at everything uh, on paper, uh, you know, I think we were in the regular season, I think we were one point ahead of them, uh, which really doesn't mean anything. That's a wash. Um, I think they had three more regular season wins than we did two of which were against us. One was in a shootout, so you can throw that out. But, you know, I think it's, it's going to – I think it's going to go five games. I, I'm yeah. guessing it's going to go five with the Canucks coming. But then who do they face after that? Well, it's – We don't, we don't know yet. It's Dallas, it's Vegas. You know, I can't remember the other – whatever the fourth team is. But, um, you know, then you're playing against them. But they're going through the same sort of stuff that we are. They're away from their families. There's so much stuff that's happening – Outside, they're going to be in their bubble. They're going to be focused on hockey, which is fantastic. But you got to remember, there's so much stuff that's going on in this COVID-19 age that mentally you don't know what's going on in, in, in people's heads. I know how it's affected me and my family and, 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 and my friends and loved ones and stuff like that. And we're not playing professional sports. We're just trying to do what we have to do to, you know, to get through this thing. So I'm not guessing. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. You yeah. can put your money down on, on, on <laughs> you know, uh, on, on whoever team. But you tell me. What do you think? I picked the I picked the Canucks in February to win the cup on uh, uh, bet three sixty five. So okay, I put twenty bucks down. It pays out like ten grand. So I'm hoping. Well, I, I hope I hope it works out for you. Because hey. then, then when things clear up, you can invite me down to the John B. and you can buy. Yeah, that's for sure. I would buy you a beer. You ever run into me in the John B? They're my unofficial sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to thank you for coming on and taking the time. We know we kind of rushed it a little bit today, being a last-minute thing, but we've tried no to problem. get you. On. We've been trying to get you on for weeks. No problem. It's been it's been my pleasure. I always like to chat with diehard Canuck fans, and just just from your room behind you and your knowledge of the game and the fact that you're a season ticket member. Uh, you know, I respect that. And, uh, you know, and a mini, uh, mini Don Cherry, <laughs> mini Don Cherry, the whole bit. And, uh, you're, you're a Tri-Cities boy, just like me. So that's, that's another thumbs up. So it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys and connecting with, uh, with Canuck fans. I always like doing that. Hi, it's Al Murdoch, public address announcer for the Vancouver Canucks of the National Hockey League. And you're listening and watching. I only touch greatness. There we go. Thanks, Al. Thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, man. Thank you. Cheers. Have a good day. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Nice to see you.